When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the line with us every morning at 7.40, every Monday morning, I should say, he joins us. He's a great uh, political pundit, editor of the National Review. His name is Rich Lowry. Let's bring him in. Good morning, Rich. Good morning. How's it going? Hey, now. TGIM. That's what we say, <laughs> as, you, as you know, Rich Lowry. Hey, so listen. Answer me this one. If, 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 if Sid, who, who's closer to Hollywood than the rest of us, punch someone, slap yeah. someone, mm-hmm. because they told a joke he didn't like, he'd be in jail this morning, wouldn't he? <laughs> I mean, what, what's going well, on? There's no doubt. There's no think, doubt. But, but you know the, uh, the, the Gascon, the uh, DA out there, he doesn't prosecute anything. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. No, no, I mean, I'd be in jail. Will Smith no. could have gone shoplifting and no one would care. I right, guess. exactly. Right. right. No, <laughs> I, 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 I get the death penalty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but what, what's the deal with Chris Rock? I mean, what a performer. That's, that's one reason initially I thought it must be fake, because just to take that and just keep going to power through to and power through it, make a joke about how this is the greatest moment in the history of TV i mean he really recovered yeah. instantly he was oh, and, yeah. and it brought back memories because for me guys now that we're on this topic anyway before bernie gets back to the the russia stuff uh the, the the last time i remember talking about the academy awards this much was the first time billy crystal actually hosted the show and he did that musical number where he you know he's able to involve titanic and it was brilliant he was great mm-hmm. But if that happens with Billy Crystal on stage last night, is Billy, who's great, is Billy able to recover like Chris Rock did? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I mean, it's a t- to be physically assaulted and keep going. <laughs> Another reason this is, this is bad, it, it's really bad for Chris Rock because it reminds me, uh, Sid, a little bit of the, the Nolan Ryan-Robin Ventura fight. Yes. So Robin Ventura will be remembered forevermore being in a headlock with yep. Nolan, Ryan, Nolan yep. Ryan pounding him. And Chris Rock, that picture of Chris Rock getting slapped. Yep. You know, this yep. brilliant performer, that is now part of his legacy. Oh, yes. Uh, but but he, to, to his credit, he recovered. I'm going to... Hammer that home. He was a consummate pro, and uh, Will Smith was just blubbered like a little girl. Uh, although, uh, again, I'm not a biologist. I don't know what little girls do, but uh, he did afterwards when he received the trophy. Apologize. So I don't know who comes out smelling better, uh, Will Smith or Chris Rock. I would say Chris Rock. That's my that's my vote. Uh, I would yeah, say was, I would say the, the, the Oscars. Joke. Yeah. I would say the Oscars overall come out smiling the best because uh, everybody is talking about it this yeah. morning, and if that doesn't happen last night, nobody is. Nobody. That's true. Uh, you're absolutely Will right. Smith didn't apologize to Chris Rock. I mean, that was what was crazy about that that apology. And to make it about his movie and his love for his family, it's just I, I, I found that hard to take. Yeah, he's uh, he's a mess. He's 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 henpecked, and uh, he's just a total, complete mess. He's got everything in the world that you, you could want. It just shows you. You can have it all, but uh, you know, it's, it's money ain't everything. It ain't everything. Listen, Rich Lowry. We're not we're not rich or famous, but we're very stable, right, guys? That's <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> uh, well, we could be worse. We could be worse. But listen, Rich. Uh, let's let's do as Sid said. The Ukraine thing. You have the commander in chief. Uh, you know, he's out there. He's supposed to, uh, uh, you know, exude uh, strength and uh, knowledge and confidence and all that stuff. And he ends up backtracking on like three or four issues. Issues telling troops so they're going to go to Poland and then what they're not. The food shortage thing. Well, we're not going to have a food shortage thing. And then removing Putin, all that stuff. 
Then yesterday he was leaving church, and somebody actually screamed out a call, uh, screamed out a question to him, and it sounded like this. Go ahead, Lou. No. <laughs> so, Rich, what, what do you make of all this? Oh, man, it's so bad. I mean, maybe the worst was when he said if Russia used chemical weapons, we'd respond in kind, which yeah. which literally means we're going to use chemical weapons in Ukraine, too. But obviously the most consequential is the regime change gaffe where it just – we talked about this with, with Lindsey Graham. Of course it would be great if, if Putin would be gone tomorrow, but – Arguably, a senator shouldn't say it. Certainly, a president of the United States shouldn't say it, ad-libbing in a high-profile speech, giving Putin this propaganda victory where he now he can say, look, the West is really out to get me, and immediately having his aides having to explain he didn't mean it or, or come up with this ridiculous explanation that w- what he meant by remain in power is that he just shouldn't have so much control over Ukraine. I yeah, mean, really. they think we're idiots. So it's just really bad. And at the height of his powers— as senator, you know, in the 80s or in the 90s, you wouldn't have trusted Joe Biden to handle a crisis. And he's not at the height of his powers anymore. And it's it's pretty bad. He's not fooling anybody. I saw a guest this morning on MSNBC. And, of course, the sound is not on because Bernie and Sid are on the air. But I am able to read what's at the bottom of the screen. And the guest on MSNBC was taking Joe Biden to task for, in fact, uh, saying what he said about Putin taking him out. So he's not fooling anybody. His numbers, I believe, reached an all-time low, Rich, in terms of approval ratings this weekend. So I don't know how the Democrats recover from this in time in 2022, but even MSNBC can't find a way to defend Joe Biden this morning. Yeah, and that, that latest poll that he's at the low point in is the NBC News poll has been at 40. seems pretty much he's just 40 everywhere. He's just at 40. That's where he is. And it's inflation that's the main issue. Many, you know, two to one people care about inflation more than they do about Ukraine, and they blame Biden for it. So it's just it's just a debacle. Inflation is going to get better, but uh, sorry, worse before it get there. You go there, I, I complain about Biden misspeaking. There I go. <laughs> it's going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to hit double digits. So it's it's uh, it's really impossible to see how they they survive in November. It it should be a wipeout. God, let's hope so for the sake of this country. Hey, uh, Rich, uh, uh, another issue on this Ukraine thing. The president talks about, you know, humanitarian uh, relief and aid. He's in Poland where I believe the population in Poland is 60 million. Here in the United States is 330 million. They've taken in uh, like, I don't know, they've taken maybe 2 million refugees so far. And Biden says we're going to take 100,000 refugees. Now, uh, if, if these if this was a different sort of country i think you'd have aoc and the squad and all these people saying you got to take more you got to take more mm-hmm. but i mean what's the reason uh, and i think i know what the reason is why he won't take more refugees from the ukraine well i think as a policy matter it's it's best that that people, refugees stay near the country they're leaving because ideally you want them to go back right you want them to have their lives restored and it, c- coming here, you know, uh, we're, we're not a Slavic country. Refugees end up being r- really expensive. It's just n- not uh, ideal. So I, I would spend a lot well, of money to support them over there, be, but I wouldn't be, necessarily take, you know, a million here. Could it be rich just like with the Cubans and the, he does, the, the Biden and company don't want them to come here? 
they might vote Republican? Could that possibly be uh, one oh, of yeah. the issues? Well, that, that could be part of it, too. Yeah, they, they, these these are people who are not going to be enamored with <laughs> with uh, liberal progressive pieties, given what they've what they've experienced. I thought the way you're, where you're going to go with this, Bernie, though, is if it was Trump who said we're just going to take 100,000, it would be, you know, the, the, the worst uh, mm-hmm. um, cynical um, blinker lack of idealism you've ever seen. Well, now that you brought Donald Trump up, I said to Bernie Otto today, I said, you know, if Trump was the president, I think he'd be saying a lot of the same things Biden said. Like, I'm, I want Putin taken out and all that stuff, and I'd be okay with that, even though I know that there are repercussions. You don't want to necessarily say something like that. I don't think Trump would be able to handle himself. I think he'd be saying stuff like that, and and his base would love that because that's who Donald Trump is. He's going to kill you. That's about. That's why Putin didn't do this when Trump was the president. What do you think he'd be saying he'd be doing if, in fact, it's a, it's a bad hypothetical because Putin wouldn't do it if Trump was in power. But if Putin did do it and Trump was still in power, what do you think Donald Trump would be saying today? Well, I, I hope he wouldn't be saying we're going to take him out because it, it just it is a it is a problem. Um, I think he'd be probably more forward leaning on the weapons, the, the more weapons we'd be giving Ukraine, and probably you know more forward leaning. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to go work this out myself. You know, I, I can I can deal with this with this guy. Um, but the, the basic approach, I, I think, almost there's some things that in U.S. foreign policy that are just kind of consensus, and I just think any president would be outraged by what's happening and would be supporting the Ukrainians to one extent or another. So, Rich Lowry from the uh, editor of the National Review on the Bernie and Sid show, Rich, you've been uh, mining this. Uh, I've seen your columns for uh, maybe a couple of months now. This uh, presidential race in 2024, DeSantis essentially versus Trump. And you've come down on the side that uh, last week, b- by the way, Congressman Peter King, he sat in a couple of days. He actually said that uh, he prefers to have Ron DeSantis be the nominee for the Republicans. Believe it or not, that was huge news last week, DeSantis over Trump. And I know you're of that opinion. You're mining that. Why do you think that uh, DeSantis would make a better candidate? Well, I think the, the thing with Trump is, and he probably, you know, if there's an election today, he very well would beat probably would beat Biden. Um, but I think he's a riskier choice in electoral terms than other alternatives because just, there's just a wall of hatred towards them in the rest of the country that is never going away. And yes, they're going to hate DeSantis. They're going to hate whoever else would be a Republican nominee. But it, it'll take them, it would take them time to build up to this level. And it's already there uh, with, with Trump. So as, as I said before, I think the play is, look, I changed the party. I, I destroyed the Clinton dynasty. I did incredible things, and I'm going to make sure my legacy lives on and whoever's next. But I just think, especially given how old our political leaders in general are now, that there's a premium on a fresh face and someone younger. So I'd prefer to see Trump pay, play a kingmaker, but I, I, if I had to guess, I, I'm guessing he's running himself. He is going to run, and he is going to wallop Ron DeSantis, despite what you're saying, which is which is probably very, very true and and uh, smart. He's going to run. He's going to wallop him. And uh, the question is, who's going to run against him? It ain't going to be Biden. Uh, maybe Kamala tries this, although I can't see why she would. Pete Buttigieg, kind of the same names. People joke around. They throw the rock in there or maybe Obama. Is there somebody out there? Is there some wild card the Democrats have that we don't know about that you think could actually beat a Trump or a DeSantis, any one of those guys? Well, the, the only one is the one we've talked about before, which is Michelle Obama. Yeah. Um, but she clearly doesn't want to do it. No. Maybe there's a moderate 
governor, you know, Jared Polis, Polis out in Colorado has been relatively um, reasonable on COVID restrictions. So maybe there's something like that that's not top of mind to people. But I'll agree with you, Sid, to this extent. I think it is, is more likely that Trump is the Republican nominee than Biden is the Democratic nominee. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, so. it's more likely you're the Republican domi- uh, nominee <laughs> than Joe Biden. <laughs> And, and the short answer is really no. The Democrats don't have anybody else. They a real shallow bench, it, it seems. Rich Lowry, let's segue to uh, some local politics here in New York. The uh, lifting of the vax mandates for, you know, it's really it's jocks over cops is the way it's being characterized. Eric Adams lifting it for uh, stage actors and athletes, but police officers, firefighters who are unvaxed, who have gotten fired who were jumping on, uh, as, as they say, COVID uh, grenades in early, uh, early on in the pandemic. Uh, these heroes are getting screwed while these elite millionaires are getting a pass. I mean, and, and, and it's all, you know, Eric Adams, he, he told somebody uh, over the weekend, I'm tired of talking about it. Don't ask me. I have a city to run. So he's digging in. What do you think of all that? It's a disgrace. You know, I, I want to see Aaron Judge playing in Yankee Stadium as, as soon as possible, but the same rules should apply to him as everyone else. And, of course, the right answer is that these rules should be removed from from everyone and shouldn't should never have been applied to, to any, everyone to begin with. It should have been a choice for people whether to get vaccine, vaccinated or not. But it just creates this corrosive sense, and it goes back to what we were talking about with Will Smith, that if you're famous, if you're rich – different rules apply and the, the rules will be bent for you and that's just not the way america's supposed to work so so uh shame on eric adams but 90 seconds and we have to run another amazing appearance not good great which lowry so i used to go to this place sweet greens for lunch all the time uh, on the upper west side which i'm moving from today uh, i was right across the street from the gym i liked their salads and i told bernie the story on on air that the kids making my salads every day would wear blm t-shirts and I actually complained to the manager. I said, listen, I want to have a salad. I don't give a rat's ass mm-hmm. who they So long story short, and Bernie brought this up earlier, great, great uh, observation by Bernie. St. Peter's becomes this amazing yeah. story. They beat Kentucky. They beat Murray State. They beat Purdue. They're playing Carolina. The world is falling in love with St. Peter's. And these kids are wearing BLM yeah. shirts. Yes, the same thing. How tone deaf are these people? Yeah, it, it made me wince every time I saw it. I mean, it was a, it was a great story, and you, you love those Cinderella stories in, in March, but uh, it, it's it's inappropriate. They shouldn't do it. And they seem to be the only team. The, all the rest are like ball in and, and kind of these you know cutesy basketball slogans. They seem to be the only team that, that I noticed that had Black Lives Matter shirts. Yeah, no, it was really disappointing. Uh, I was jacked. I was rooting for them. I thought – Hey, the underdog, you know, I, I, I got in line. I, I played the game. And then you became and, a UNC guy, a Tar Heel fan. I, completely, <laughs> completely, totally. I mean, I couldn't uh, believe it. <laughs> a, a Black Lives Matter on the side. I call them the St. Peter's pea brains. They're ignorant because, <laughs> I mean, the Black Lives Matter, The I don't know, the organization has turned out to be a, a one hell of a con job, a scam. And the slogan itself, Black Lives Matter, yeah, of course they do. All lives matter. Uh, so stupid either way, it's, stupid. it's ignorant. It's Rich Lowry. You are not ignorant. You're a smart guy. You're a great guy. Listen, thanks for appearing on the Bernie right, and Sage Have a great week. You we'll too. See you next week. What a great job. 
If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.